Bulls on the men's soccer side keep welcoming in power opponents and visiting them. That's what it's been like. Well, you look at even the teams they played in their 0-3 start. A team like Seattle has gone on to have an outstanding year so far. The Red Hawks, who beat the Bulls in the second match of the season, are 4-1-1, and they got a win against Power Oregon State. So even the non-national champions that have been on their roster, and the last two are multinational champions, they're playing tough teams. Clemson turned out to be a little too tough last night. Tigers, if you were listening and if you saw me on Social media definitely outplayed the Bulls, but still the Bulls could have had a chance at a tie to, and being straight out here to say that the Bulls should have won the game, well, you weren't at the game, or you're being a little too optimistic. Clemson dominated possession, and once the Bulls took the lead, I think they tried to do exactly what they did against Indiana, which is just rely on their defense and hold on, but Clemson was just a little too forceful, and they forced a lot of opportunities, and yes... If you're listening, you definitely heard this. They create a lot of fouls. Seems like there's a lot of fouls in their games. And two of them led to two free kick opportunities, which led to two incredible goals in the second half. And yet the Bulls answer back only to lose 3-2. to two. We'll get to the second half in a second. But the first half, the Tigers, who were without, and we got to say this, they're maybe most exciting and most dangerous forward. Mohamed Say, he was injured in their loss to Notre Dame. Clemson came in 2-2-1 with their losses to the number 5 and number 10 teams in the country, although that 10th-ranked team, Notre Dame, did get beat by Michigan State last night. However, in this one, Clemson was pressing in the Bulls, getting the ball for most of the possession, and yet it did create some back-end opportunities. This was as much of a counterattack as you're ever going to see. A guy getting the ball at midfield, one-on-one, and scoring. This was cool. First corner kick, top of the box, a curl and a butte headed away by Schaefer, still in, and Holenstein wants to knock it out. Actually, with some purpose, over to Spengler. Can he one touch, and he does. Oh, this could be a break in for Ajmer. 30 yards from goal, keeper is out. Spengler, shot, goal! Ajmer Spengler, tremendous counterattack by the Bulls, and they're on top. Spengler had possession of the ball at midfield. And Bob Uthorn applauds the composure. That was the thing. They did, after the fact, give Luca Holenstein an assist. It really was a nifty pass, but Spengler, that first touch where he just got it first before a Clemson player did, got him towards the goal, and that was exciting. And the first half ended, if you looked at it, with a very close battle in shots. But truthfully, the Clemson Tigers had a lot more of the dangerous opportunities. And we mentioned the fouls. They would start to pick up. And yes, Clemson would fall down at the first touch. It got to the point where at the end of the game, and I might have been too annoying in stressing it because it was getting on my nerves, that I actually complimented a Clemson player for not falling down when they were touched. However, it was both times legitimate fouls. And these opportunities that Clemson was going to continue to get were probably going to lead to goals. But before we get to them, when I say that they dominated play and probably, to be fair, should have at least had the amount of goals they ended up with, which was three, initially they were kept off the board by an amazing pair of saves from the Bulls' sophomore goalkeeper from Argentina. And Schmingler anticipates a pass, but it goes out to Clemson. This is going to lead to a shot. Great shot. Oh, what a save by Horrocks. A terrific, and I mean terrific, curling shot. Watch that the Tigers have to send it back to Mboy. Oh, that's a good turn by Meinhardt. Good flick, and here's a real chance. 
backcourt. Clemson, oh, what a save by Horrocks. I think he got it with his face. Nathan Richmond, Mr. Flopper, had to stay on his feet there, and so did Horrocks stand his ground. Oh, my goodness, I called a guy a flopper. That's not fair. It's not fair because he had plenty of company on his team. Now, the two goals that did get converted, you just had this impending sense that Horrocks was not going to be able to stop anything, and good luck stopping either of these within a span of just a few minutes. All right. Send it in, and that is a goal. There it is. That was the moment that was coming. It was a perfectly delivered goal. header. Bob Buthorn is saying right-footed, so he's thinking that the righty Parrish will take this, not the lefty Richmond. Here comes the righty, good shot, and a goal. Beautiful free kick, and Clemson takes the lead. Goal, Clemson. That was dynamite. So, two fouls, two free kicks, and two goals for the Tigers. In real time, they were spectacular. In review, after the fact, and I put out the videos on my X page at Derek Sharp, D-A-R-E-K-S-H-A-R-P, they were even better. That header was tremendous by one of the two Oregon State transfers, the player who headed the ball in, Jaron Gerbet, was only the Pac-12 Freshman of the Year two years ago and the Pac-12 Player of the Year last year. Nice pickup for Clemson. And then the curler by their captain you just heard. And you actually can catch on the video Bob Buthorn saying, jump, jump. They were doing all they could to stop it, but it didn't happen. So the Bulls had to go forward. They're planning to try and at least get a tie. Remember, a tie would have been huge. Expecting the Bulls to win this game would have been a lot. And frankly, unfair to Clemson consider how the Tigers play. But a tie was definitely possible, especially when the Bulls tied it again. Watch that the Tigers have to send it back to M. Boy. Oh, that's a good turn by Meinhardt. Good flick, and here's a real chance for Clemson. Oh, what a save by Horrocks. I think he got it with his face. Nathan Richmond. You could hear it there. The crowd was phenomenal. It was packed with members of other sports teams. The lightning around the area delayed the start by a half hour, but did not delay the enthusiasm. And unfortunately, Clemson had yet one final answer. And they'll send it in, and Horrocks has got to get to the ball. Barely does, but Clemson gathers it on the come around low. Knocked away. Thompson gets to it. Now it's off to the right side. Curled in. Clemson with some poise here, and that's a goal. Unbelievable. Bulls could not clear it. And Clemson has answered right back. Ball bounced around the top of the box and knocked in. Apparently that's Isaiah Easley. And Horrocks did punch one ball away, but Smart got in. And the real chance to clear it away was Thompson's. And when he couldn't, that was some poise right there by Easley. Great response by Clemson. About a 20-second extended possession off of a corner kick. So... Technically, their three goals all came off of set pieces, but they kept up the pressure throughout. And the Bulls, I think, the lesson will be learned here, and it's happened in the past. They usually are the team controlling possession and trying to push forward. Last night, it was really about counterattacking until they fell behind, and then they attacked. And, oh, yeah, almost tied it again. If you want to listen to the replay, at the very end, Nick Scargle, captain for the Bulls, no career goals. He's a defensive player. When I was doing the interview with he and Checho on Monday that will run tomorrow morning on Bullseye, we were talking about Checho's only career goal last year, and I said, Nick, you'll get yours. And as I'm saying it, I thought to myself, watch, he'll score against Clemson. Well, I got to tell you, not just for that would have been funny, he had a great opportunity flying in on a header on a short corner kick, and I'm telling you, the goal was open. It was so close to being a tie score. Jalen Anderson popped open. 
with about three minutes to go. And then Clemson, man, again, great team, great program, won the national championship two years ago, but they were doing some flopping and time wasting, but you can do it when you're ahead and you certainly can't argue that they deserve to win the game. Although the Bulls nearly made it a 3-3 final. The Bulls are now 1-4 and and they play another very good team, one that made the tournament last year, Elon, on Sunday afternoon. A draw last night, you could sort of see 500 back on the horizon. Now the Bulls are going to have to climb back there. Then again last year, remember, they were three games below 500 and finished two above and that was certainly enough to make the NCAA tournament. If they can win the last two games in their homestand, they will be well on that path. We'll talk more about that on Friday's show. We'll also preview the weekend for volleyball, and we'll also tell you how the women's soccer team does in its conference opener at Temple tomorrow night. Until then, Bullseye hits Thursday morning. We'll be back on the Bulls Beat Friday. I'm Derek Sharp.